Welcome to the Stockdale UCC podcast. We hope that you are encouraged and find deeper purpose and meaning in your walk with Christ. If you would like more information about Stockdale United Christian Church, please visit us at stockdaleucc.org. Haggai, we're going to chapter 1, starting at verse 3. Then came the word of the Lord by Haggai the prophet, saying, Is it time for you, O ye, to dwell in sealed houses, and this house lie waste? Now therefore, thus saith the Lord of hosts, Consider your ways. Ye have sown much, and bring in little. Ye eat, but ye have not enough. Ye drink, but ye are not filled with drink. Ye clothe you, but there is none worn. And he that earneth wages, earneth wages to put it into a bag with holes. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, consider your ways, go up to the mountain and bring wood and build the house. And I will take pleasure in it, and I will be glorified, saith the Lord. Ye look for much, and lo, it came to little. When ye brought it home, I did blow upon it. Why, saith the Lord of hosts, because mine house is waste, and ye run every man unto his own house. Therefore, the heaven over you is stayed from dew, and the earth is stayed from her fruit. And I call for a drought upon the land, and the mountains, and upon the corn, and upon the new wine, and upon the oil, and upon that which the ground bringeth forth, and upon men, and upon cattle, and upon all the labor of the hands. As I'm reading that, I hope that you kind of got a gist that these, these, these people, the children of Israel, they, this is, once again, during the Restoration. They are there, reign of Zerubbabel, right? Guy we talked about uh, two weeks ago. We, we talked about him two weeks ago. I don't know if you remember Zerubbabel and building the temple. Well, this is kind of in that same era, in the same time frame. And once again, God is talking about, hey, you guys need to build the temple back. You need to rebuild it. So when the, when the word of the Lord came to Haggai, he starts describing the situation that the children of Israel were in. He starts saying things like, you so much, but you bring in little. You eat, but you don't have enough. You drink, but you're not filled with drink. You're wearing clothes, but you're not warm. And you earn wages, but you take the wages and you put it into a bag with holes in it. You're doing all this work. You're going through all the steps. You're going through all the motions. But yet there's never any satisfaction in the things that you're doing. You're not seeing an increase. You're not seeing uh, anything come, any fruit of your labor. I will tell you this. That what... Haggai, through the spirit of the Lord, was speaking to the children of Israel, is, is a symptom that we see common today in the lives of people. People who get and get and get and never have enough. 
People who do and do and do, but are never satisfied. It is, it is a thing that happens, a thing that occurs, and, and Haggai, through the Spirit of the Lord, tells us why it happens. It's because there was an aspect of the lives of the children of Israel that had been neglected. They were doing all these other things. They were doing good in all these other areas, but they neglected this one area of their life. In this instance, it was the building of the house of the Lord, but it was well, we can look at it broader and look at it for us as being spiritual things. When we neglect spirituality, when we neglect the moving of the Spirit and the working of the Spirit in our lives, we will find ourselves in the same place. That the children of Israel were in. We've got to learn. And, and you know, we, we talk about the lost and how the lost are. Men are out there searching and they're trying to find things to fill the void. And, and, and we've, we've said that if you've been in church very long, you've heard people say that over and over again. But I will tell you this, that, that there are people who go to church every week who are, who are here. Who show up that are living unfulfilled lives. There are people who come to church that make this a part of their weekly routine, who are walking around with emptiness. There are people who, who walk through these doors on a regular basis who are going through their life. Never finding fruit for their labor. Never seeing anything come of what they're, they're working. But it's just never enough. They're doing. They drink. They eat. But there's never any satisfaction in it. People who, who come to church. And it is a symptom of a problem. And the problem is this. That they have neglected the spiritual things. We are here over the last month or so. I, some of you guys have, you know, I know I've talked about it some on Sunday night, but our, our little home improvement project that came about because we had a leak in the wall behind our shower. And so we ended up, I, I tore the floor out of the bathroom the, the floor subfloor down to the joist out of the bathroom and out of the utility room and out of the laundry room and just had it and put new flooring in. We, we've laid tile on all this stuff. And, uh, you know, when we first started to, to notice that there was something going on, it started with a smell. We smelt something. Something didn't smell right, you know. But uh, we, we can think of a hundred different things that it probably was because it had a smell. It's a bathroom. Like bathrooms have smells just by their nature, right? If your bathroom don't smell, come to my bathroom, <laughs> especially after I've been in it. And it, has, it just has a smell to it, you know? But, 
but bathrooms, they, they just kind of, so we just kind of dismissed it that, you know, and, and we got kids and you know how kids are. Sometimes they, they make, they, they're smelly too in, in a lot of different ways, you know. So we just kind of dismissed it. And then it went on and, 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 you know, later I noticed that the floor felt a little weird. But, well, you know, it, it wasn't nothing bad. I just thought, well, it's been here a while. You know, surely it, it's just, it's just as the house, because our house is settling. Well, it's because the house is settling. And once again, I can think of all these reasons why this could happen. Finally, one day, I looked at the floor and it was kind of, I don't know, bubbling up a little. It's not really a bubble, but it kind of hooved up, swelled. Yeah, thank you, Keith. That, that's a perfect word. It swelled up a little bit. So I told Ken, I said, well, I'm just going to go under the house and check this out. So finally, finally, you know, it's in the wall. I, I don't really know anything's going on, but I'm seeing signs, seeing symptoms. Finally, I go under the house. I get under the house and I get by the thing and I see drip, 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 drip. And I take my flashlight and I shine up at the floor and there's this humongous wet spot. And it looks terrible. And it's not just where the, the uh, bathtub is. It's all, it's out into the floor. And it's all, I mean, it just spread out. And then, of course, I was, I was not happy. I will tell you, I was not happy because I looked at it and, and I'm not going to go ahead, but I was not happy. It was not good. It was not a good day for Aaron. Because in my mind, I seen the damage and I knew what it was going to take to restore um, the bathroom or at least a little bit of what it would take to do it. The project grew as we got into it, as they usually do. But... There was a, a drip that started, who knows when, and then I seen symptoms, and I thought to myself, it, it's anything but the drip, right? And then I seen a problem with the floor, and I could think of a hundred reasons why that was the problem, until finally one day, things got to a point where I thought, I am going to have to investigate why these things are happening. Because all the excuses that I've made, all the reasons that I've come up with in my mind, it just doesn't add up anymore. And then I investigated and I found that there was a real problem. There was a problem that was a big deal. A problem that if I let go and left unattended to, that it would not just cause a little damage, but it would cause major ruin. And folks, sometimes as Christians, we start to see signs and symptoms that there is something going on in our lives, but we can make excuses for it. We start to see the signs and symptoms that, that somewhere in our spiritual life we have issues. We start to notice that, that we're not fulfilled anymore. That, that we're not satisfied with, with the things in our life. We start to notice it doesn't matter how much we get that, the, that, that we never seem to find fulfillment anymore. We begin to see the signs and symptoms of a life filled with spiritual regret. And then the excuses begin. 
Well, that's just because of this. That's just because of this. That's just because of this. All of which can make sense in and of their own. But when we begin to add them together and look at it as a whole, it's like, hmm, something just doesn't add up here anymore. Till we get to the point where we understand that in our life, our priorities have gotten messed up. We've let the spiritual things go by the wayside. To chase after everything else in our life. This morning, if you think this is just a message about getting you here and being in church on Sunday mornings, I can tell you this much, it is not. The spiritual things that we are concerned with that are of the utmost importance aren't the things that happen here. It isn't the things that you see in church that makes for a strong spiritual life, but it's the things that no one ever sees. It's the time we spend in prayer. It's the time we spend in God's Word. It's the time we spend in communion with the Spirit. It's walking out those doors and being spirit-led. Having interactions with people where God is in the middle. And we spend so much time on every other aspect of our life that the spiritual things get lost. But here's the big problem. When we lose out in the spiritual things. When we lose out in that aspect of our life. When we lose out in the moving of the Spirit in us. The communion with, with Him through the Spirit. When we lose out in those areas of our life, it affects everything else. It affects your relationships. I ain't a lot of amens this morning. But I, I've dug deep enough, I think I hit pay dirt here. It affects your relationships. I, let's, 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 let's narrow that down. It affects the relationships you have with your children. It affects the relationships you have with those people you work with. It affects the relationship that the marriage relationship that you're in. It when spiritual things get out of whack in your life, your relationships start getting out of whack. I got one amen. Thank you, Don. Don's been around a while. He's been married a long time. He, you know, don't you? When the spiritual things get messed up, then that relationship gets messed up. See, folks, we, we have a, a, a really poor ability to prioritize things. And I'll tell you this, if you ain't prioritizing your spiritual relationship, your other relationships... going to get bad. You say, well, I'm doing fine. I'm doing fine. I ain't, I ain't doing spiritual things, but everything's going fine. You just wait. 
See, the, the, the scripture wasn't about whether they, they were making it. The children of Israel were making it. They were getting by. It didn't say that, hey, everybody's going to die. Everything's going to fall apart. It didn't say that. But what it tells us, what, what the, the symptoms that we find is they keep working. They keep doing all the stuff, but they never find it in its fullness. See, I'm going to tell you a little secret. There's a difference between knowing God and knowing Him in His fullness. There's a difference between having, and, and having a relationship with your spouse and having a relationship with your spouse in its fullness. A true deep intimacy. There's a difference between uh, having things... Having all kinds of stuff and enjoying them in their fullness. It's a, it's a different thing. And, and, and the children of Israel, they obviously had things because the scripture references, hey, hey, you guys haven't done this. Uh, you've got things, but it's never enough. You're doing this, but you're not finding satisfaction. But what, what God says is, hey, I want you to experience fullness. When Jesus came, he, he, he said, he said, I've come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. The fact of the matter is, when we miss out and we neglect spiritual things in our lives. When we neglect the spiritual things in our lives. We never live life in its fullness. Now, some of you. You know, some of you, you, you may have never experienced life in its fullness. <laughs> never really, you, you've just, you've never, maybe you haven't been a, a Christian, maybe you're not a Christian, you've just never experienced it. I'm going to tell you a secret. It's great. Now, am I making a claim that I'm always A-OK and everything's perfect? No, because every once in a while I start to see the floor bubble. I start to see the floor swell. Every now and a while I get some, some spiritual stink, you know? I get a little spiritual stank and I'm like, whoa, what's that? And it causes me to have to come back and reevaluate where I'm at spiritually and what's going on in my life. What I'm doing in my spiritual walk. So I'm not making the claim that, 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 that I'm perfect and I do everything right all the time. But I'm telling you, there is a different kind of life. That can happen when we have spiritual fulfillment and when we put spiritual things first. And we experience life in its fullness. I can tell you about it and you won't believe me until it happens. That's just how it goes. <laughs> no one believes you until one day. And, and it, 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 it's amazing. Uh, there, you know, of course, I, I've been preaching a long time, pastor, and I've pa had got a few years of pastor under my belt too. And it's amazing you get up and you'll preach about something, and then three or four months later, someone will come up to you, "Hey, pastor, remember what you preached about three or four months ago?" Well, maybe I don't know which one. You know, you, you preach a lot. So I'm like, "Well, you remember when you said this and this and this?" Yeah, well, I've been doing this and this, and God's just doing something great. Well, I, yeah, that's why I said it. 
that's why, that's why I said it to begin with, because it's true. But people, their minds get blown when all of a sudden they start seeking after spiritual things and God starts moving in their life and they begin to see the fruit and the results of that kind of life. And they're so surprised. Don't listen, don't be surprised. You start you start seeking after spiritual don't be surprised. Don't be surprised. When you see life and experience life at its fullness. Don't be surprised. Because it's what happens. It's what happens. I want to read another scripture here. 1 Corinthians. This is just kind of a bonus here. 1 Corinthians chapter 6. Verse 19. And listen to this. It says, What? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost? which is in you, ye have God, and ye are not your own. Now, did you catch that? Because remember, the scripture in Haggai was talking about rebuilding the temple. And some of you are like, well, that's rebuilding the temple. What does that have to do with me? Well, it has everything to do with you. Don't you know that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost? And that He's in you, and you're not your own. It goes on to say, for you are bought with a price. Therefore... Oh, I love their fours. Their fours are fantastic things, ain't they? You're not your own. You're bought with a price. Therefore, because of the previous statement, therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. You're not your own. Mickey was... Talking about the, the coupon card. Uh, that was good. Not just a discount, but 100%. You've been bought with a price. Jesus paid it all. And that song, as she was talking about, that was going through my Jesus paid it all. All to him I owe. Sin had left a crimson stain, but he washed me white as snow. You've been bought with a price. You are not your own. And listen. Since you are not your own, therefore, there's a therefore in your life. If you know Jesus, you've been saved. Listen, there's a therefore in your life. You are not your own, therefore. Worship God in your spirit. Worship God with your, with your actions. Because they're His. And if we want to find... If we want to find real spiritual satisfaction, real spiritual contentment, then we're going to do it by following after the Spirit with our life, seeking after God, the spiritual things, not neglecting. Nikki, if you'd come up and get us a song, I'd like for everyone to be standing. I want to ask you this question this morning. Have you neglected the spiritual things in your life? Because it's, it's really easy to get caught up in all the things that you're doing. And they may even be good things. 
You're doing a lot of good stuff. You're doing a lot of of things that help people. But you've neglected the spiritual things. The things of the Spirit, the things of God. And listen, that is a recipe for a life of discontentment. I believe with all my heart that 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 goes hand in hand. I know it because I've experienced it. When we neglect the spiritual things in our life, because you're not just a physical being, you're a spiritual being. Do you understand that this morning? You have a spirit inside of you. When Jesus died on the cross to save you, it was not to redeem your physical body, but it was to redeem your spiritual self. It's your soul that's saved, not your physical being. There is a spirit inside of you. You're not just a physical thing, and not just a physical person, but you are spirit. And when we spend all of our time, effort, and energy on satisfying the physical thing, the physical person, And we let the spiritual, the eternal, that's in us, be neglected. Why should we be surprised when we're unfulfilled? When we're unsatisfied? Why would we be surprised when we keep chasing after the things that make the spirit or the physical body happy? That satisfy our our wants and needs physically? And our spirit man goes hungry. That's no kind of life to live. It's no kind of life to live. This morning. Are you tending to the spirit man or woman inside of you? Are you feeding the spiritual person inside of you? As we sing this song, if not, it doesn't make you a bad person. It doesn't make you awful. As I told you, every once in a while, more more often than I care to admit, it happens in me. It happens in me. I know it happens in other people. But this morning, I wonder, will you do something about it? Thank you for listening to the Stockdale UCC podcast. We hope this has been a blessing to you and that you will share this with your family and friends. For more information about Stockdale United Christian Church, please visit us at stockdaleucc.org. And be sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Stockdale underscore UCC.